Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The FT Welcome to the FT Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Yanina Conboy from the Comment and Analysis Desk of the Financial Times. In this podcast, Martin Arnold, James Schotter and Patrick Jenkins look at a remarkable reversal of fortunes for Deutsche Bank. A scathing report by Germany's financial watchdog into the bank's involvement in the LIBOR scandal paints a damning picture of its failings and raises a number of issues for John Cryan, who has just replaced Anshu Jain as co-chief executive. Now, Patrick looks at the challenges ahead as the bank strives to slim down but remain a universal and globally active operation. Deutsche Bank's passion to perform advertising slogan, translated tortuously from the original German, was never totally convincing, but now critics have started twisting it into a passion to underperform. Little wonder, Germany's biggest bank is facing its deepest crisis of confidence in a generation. In April, Deutsche paid a record $2.5 billion fine to US and UK regulators for its involvement in the LIBOR rate-rigging scandal. A few days later, its new five-year strategy fell flat with investors. In May came a rebellion from shareholders at its annual meeting, and in June, its co-chief executives, Anshu Jain and Jürgen Fitchen, said they would step down. Deutsche Bank's share price has stagnated over the past year, undershooting the rise of Germany's DAX index by more than half. It is a remarkable reversal of fortunes. Until a couple of years ago, Deutsche Bank seemed to have emerged from the global financial crisis in better shape than many rivals, thanks to shrewd management, luck and a benign regulatory environment in its home market. Now that tailwind has changed direction. Late last week, it emerged that the one body Deutsche could often count on for support has turned hostile. On Friday, the Financial Times revealed details of a scathing report from BaFin, Germany's financial watchdog, into Deutsche's involvement in the industry-wide LIBOR scandal. The assessment seen by the FT paints a damning picture of the bank's failings and raises serious questions about its management and governance. Other banks have already been hit by the LIBOR scandal, many paying big fines and some, such as Barclays, even losing top managers. But Barfin's criticism of a bank long synonymous with German economic prowess could not come at a worse time. For John Cryan, who succeeded Mr Jane as co-chief executive on Wednesday, and will take sole charge when Mr Fitchin, who has been caught up in a German fraud trial, steps down next May, this fresh reputational blow compounds a number of operational problems facing the bank. To an extent, it is the kind of challenge that this 54-year-old Briton is used to. Mr Cryan became Chief Financial Officer of UBS near the height of the financial crisis in 2008 and spent the next three years battling to prevent Switzerland's largest bank from collapsing. By the time he left in 2011, UBS was on its way back to financial health. Mr Cryan had won numerous admirers. UBS was lucky to have him as CFO during that very difficult time in 2008, says a former colleague. A close friend says, he has an enormous brain. 
Deutsche's beaten-down share price jumped on his appointment, suggesting that investors are optimistic. On Wednesday, he gave the first glimpse of his priorities when he sent a memo to staff outlining his early thoughts. The most important thing Mr Kryan has to do is win back trust, says Helmut Hipper, a portfolio manager at Union Investment in Frankfurt. Many investors cut their holdings in Deutsche stock in April, unconvinced by the bank's planned new strategy and its promised 3.5 billion euros of cost cuts. He has to make it attractive to invest in the bank again. Bafin's hard-hitting report raises a number of questions for Mr Kryan. Chief among them, why did it take nearly four weeks between the bank receiving the report and Mr Jane announcing his departure? Frauke Menke, head of banking supervision at the German watchdog and the report's author, makes it clear how little she thinks of Mr Jane, who built up Deutsche's investment bank over a decade and was running at the time of the alleged LIBOR rate rigging. I consider the failures with which Mr Jane is charged to be serious. They display inappropriate management and organisation of the business, Miss Menke wrote. He must be charged with the fact that there was an environment which favoured behaviour involving the exploitation of conflicts of interest. The bank and Mr Jane reject several of the report's findings, and insiders deny that it was the cause of his exit, even if many outside observers think otherwise. As the head of a big European fund manager says, it looks very bad for Anshu. Until now, it looked as if he'd gone of his own accord. But there are also questions for the new guard. Why did Deutsche's supervisory board decide to give Mr Jane new responsibilities in a management shuffle in May more than a week after it received the regulator's findings but before the bank had responded? Veteran investment banker Paul Achleitner chairs the supervisory board and Mr Kryan sat on it for two years. A senior lawyer says the list of people in German regulators' line of fire could include Mr Achleitner, who some think failed to take sufficiently swift or serious action once he learnt of the LIBOR manipulation. Achleiner is somewhat exposed on this, says the lawyer. Deutsche dismisses the suggestion and a senior executive describes the chairman as a tremendous asset. Even if there are no more top-level casualties, investors say Mr Kryan may need to instigate a management clear-out to remove the taint of the LIBOR scandal and signal an intent to clean up the bank's culture. The only way John Kryan can succeed is by starting with a deep clean, potentially raising capital and bringing some top new guys in, says Davide Serra an investor in Deutsche's debt through his Algebris fund. The group will be fine. It has a unique base of German and European clients that it can service around the world. But what's obvious to me is that it needs an overhaul to change the culture to a commercial bank. It should be the JP Morgan of Europe, not the Goldman Sachs. Several members of Deutsche's executive committee, one notch below the main management board, are named in a critical light in the Bafin report, including Stefan Leitner, its European chief executive, Michele Fasola, Head of Asset and Wealth Management, and Alan Cloty, the outgoing co-chief executive of Asia. Frankfurt prosecutors are examining the role played by individuals connected with Deutsche's involvement in the rate-rigging scandal, the first step in a procedure that could lead to criminal charges. But Barfin's report does not conclude that the management board or executive committee directly knew of or ordered libel rigging by the bank's traders, nine of whom are named in the report. The bank disputes several of Barfin's findings including that Mr Jane may have deliberately misled the Bundesbank. The bank also says it has fired or disciplined about 30 people involved in the wrongdoing, tightened up its control and audit functions, and created a benchmark and index control group, independent of the trading floor, to oversee rate submissions. The checks and controls were a long time coming. Though many banks have been found wanting in their conduct and compliance, Deutsche's lambasting at the hands of international regulators has been a shock to the system. For years, the bank had benefited from a benign treatment by domestic policymakers. 
As the country's only bank with a profile to match the country's economic importance, it has sometimes been a useful government ally. BaFin has often been supportive rather than confrontational. The Germans have always been very lenient on the prudential side of regulation, says a senior regulator from a rival authority. Compared with the US and UK watchdogs, BaFin has been seen as toothless. That leniency was evident in the run-up to the crisis and beyond. Deutsche has long operated with one of the weakest capital ratios of global peers. The bank has a reputation for aggressive risk assessment, which has helped lower its regulatory capital requirements. That different approach often gave it a competitive edge on pricing. But in 2012 came whistleblower allegations in the US that the bank had hidden up to $12 billion of derivative losses by failing to mark down the value of assets in its books in line with the slump in markets. Had it been forced to take the markdowns, critics say, the bank's capital position would have been untenable, forcing it into a state bailout. Barfin, which had signed off on the bank's treatment of the assets, took no further action. Yet Deutsche ended up paying $55 million to the US Securities and Exchange Commission this May to resolve the allegations without admitting wrongdoing. But if Barfin's latest report on Deutsche's wrongdoing over LIBOR is a guide, the German regulator is shedding its old reputation for softness. Since responsibility for the safety and soundness of Eurozone banks passed last year to the European Central Bank, BaFin's role has been reduced to that of a conduct regulator, prompting some bankers to talk of competitive tension between the two. As a European policymaker quips, in conduct matters, there is a Lutheran mindset that dictates there must be punishment. In addition to an increasingly hostile regulatory environment, Mr Cryan has some deep strategic questions to resolve. In April, when Deutsche unveiled its strategy, it promised more details within 90 days. Shareholders were disappointed by the lack of detail in April. One big investor described it as the worst strategy presentation he'd ever experienced. But the second deadline gives Mr Cryan some scope to adapt the plan. The essence of that strategy is that Deutsche will continue to be a universal, globally active bank. It will still operate in the four areas that it did before, investment banking, asset and wealth management, transaction banking and retail banking, it will also slim down. On the retail side, it will sell PostBank, the post office bank it bought in stages from 2008. The investment bank, which has borne the brunt of post-crisis regulation, will cut its risk-weighted assets almost in half to €150 billion, and across all its operations, Deutsche aims to cut its cost base by €3.5 billion, or 15%. Most analysts do not expect Mr Kryan to depart from these broad outlines, at least in the short run. As he cuts costs, he will also need to signal a clear strategic direction and restore bruised staff morale. Unhelpfully for Mr Cryan, the cloud of regulatory intervention remains. Apart from the LIBOR scandal, Deutsche is also facing investigations into allegations of rigging foreign exchange markets, manipulating precious metal prices and breaching US sanctions. Having to face an aggressive German regulator on top of his other challenges is the last thing Mr Cryan needs. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.